This is Hacker Public Radio episode 3255 for Friday the 22nd of January 2021. Today's show is entitled, Garage Door Part 2. It is hosted by Operator, and is about 10 minutes long, and carries an explicit flag. The summary is, Tis Tays and Cough Cough. This episode of HPR is brought to you by Archive.org. Support universal access to all knowledge by heading over to Archive.org forward slash donate. to another episode of Hacker Public Radio with your host, Operator. I'm going to be talking about garage uh, door repair again. I'm going to kind of go over what I did live. And because, of course, I keep wearing my stupid Plantronics headset, thinking that it's going to record perfectly fine, and it sounds like garbage when I move around. So um, the general consensus is, is the garage door wouldn't go down. And did some troubleshooting, pressed a button, it seemed to like kind of do it randomly. Um, the sensors seemed kind of pissed off, but you know, we put them back in line and it still kept doing it. So I started messing with the little sensors, um, took the bottom case off and, um, looked at the gears, made sure all the gears were happy. I did, uh, took the load off of the garage door opener. So I detached the garage door. And pressed, had my child press the garage door opener button. And he kind of opened and, and whatever, and it still wouldn't go down. Now, after a while, I started noticing that it wouldn't go down, but it would go up every time. It wouldn't go down, but it would go up every time. It wouldn't go down, but it would go up every time. And um, I know there's like a load sensitivity, um, and I tried turning that all the way up on the downside. That didn't help. Oh, also, my kid woke up a couple of days ago. He's sniffing. Uh, the sore throat, five in the morning, and the next day he woke up with sniffly nose, and the next day I woke up with a sore throat. So here it is, 22nd, and we got tested uh, Monday. Probably not going to have enough time for results for the test, but uh, yeah, it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, but anyways, wouldn't after I realized it wouldn't go down, I, I went back to thinking that it had to be the sensor. But before then, I tried to short the sensors for the garage door and when I shorted them it made it worse because it completed I guess it completed the opposite of what I thought so it completed the circuit and made it think that the garage door was always uh the laser was always whatever so then I disconnected it from the uh other terminal thinking that it would think that it's always open and it kind of fails closed so it I think the PCB board knows that it needs some kind of signal from those sensors and if it doesn't have a signal from those sensors then it assumes the worst and the garage door comes back up so if your garage door won't go down at all except for a split second then you know it's the sensors are shot or misaligned or whatever in my case it seemed to be random it would go down for a second and two and then it would come back up or it would go about halfway and then come back up or it would 
you know, sometimes it would go all the way down. Um, so I still mess with that. I mess with the, the, the sensitivity of the load and I put it all the way up to nine. Still did random stuff. And then I put it all the way down to one and the same thing. And I put it back on five, which I guess is the, you know, default load for what it should have on there. All in all, this was about 29 minutes of recording. I talked about some other stuff like the grease that I use was like a white lithium grease, WD-40. And um, I've tried the silicone first. And that's kind of not thick enough, but it's safe on the plastic casters that I have. So, you know, you know, you don't want to put, obviously I don't want to put WD-40 on anything because it's garbage. I don't, you know, WD-40 doesn't work for anything except for. I don't know what. Um, it's the whole water displacement thing. I've heard. I'm sure I've talked about it or whatever. But anyways, I try not to put WD-40 on anything unless it's something metal that's rusty and I don't care about it. And I want to just break up. Um, kind of use it as like a blaster, sort of. Um, I don't use it as a lubricant. I use oils or whatever, um, silicones or a grease. But um, blaster sells a garage or grease. Which, I don't know how it compares to like a lithium grease, but it feels like it's about the same. But I put the white lithium grease pretty much everywhere after deciding that, um, or I had the garage door grease that I used everywhere. And then I used the white lithium grease on the actual gear parts and metal bits. The, the, um, the garage door uh, grease I used. And then the white lithium I used, I think, on the casters and stuff. Um, so I made sure I actually kind of pulled the casters up or down and made sure that they would kind of freely spin and didn't seem like they were all gross. Um, and I greased them up and that was like a year ago. But I think what happened is somebody ran. Oh my God. I'm tired. Somebody ran into the, the sensors again on my wife's side. Again, it's always my wife's side for whatever reason. Um, Ran into the sensor and got it screwed up, and it was fine, except for when you try to use a garage door, it would whatever. So I did like a min and max thing. So I, I pushed the laser, pointed the laser up until the light went out. And I kind of logged that position in my head, and then I put it all the way down till the light went out, and I logged that in my head, and then I split the difference. So I got my up and down uh, calibrated. Then I just brute forced bent the um bent the actual arm on there and I should have actually bent it all the way back inside as far as I could because people it's kind of sticking out and people uh, people are obviously kind of tripping over it and bending it um but I just bent it forward and logged where it stopped uh the light turned off and then pushed it back uh towards me towards me and and logged when that went off and then I kind of split the difference there so the idea is that it's more or less in the center and then I tested it like four times and it worked perfectly fine um, uh, what else can I say about it? Um, you know, be careful with your min and max, whatever you have, a it has a little dial on there and you can set the min and max threshold for the length. Um, so when it stopped, the, the min stop and the, the open stop and the closed stop positions, um, th those you have to do, be careful with them. Cause if you get them wrong, your garage door will get quite upset when you try to Push the garage door shut where there's not any more to push. <laughs> so I've done that once before um, on this garage door in particular where I had the max, the, the closed door set too far and it just went <laughs> and had like the whole, it like bent, like had the whole thing kind of bent 
for a second and you don't want any of that happening. So start out in the middle and then start pulling it out farther and farther. And then when you think you've got the down um, configured, you can pull the latch on the release and it you sh- shouldn't be any stress on there, right? It should just kind of fall, maybe fall a little bit, but you don't want any stress at all on the garage door while it's sitting idle, right? So when you're when you set your your maximum down the the close max, you want to pull it off of the rail, pull it off of the garage door opener, and if it falls down, then you know you need to push it down just a slight bit more, and just less is more. Keep turning it very ever so slightly until you feel like it's it's there's there's not as much tension there. You certainly um, don't want a load on it while it's closed. Um, and you also don't want to push it past its prime and like push it into the ground um, and cause it to like bend. But in general, yeah, it's, it's pretty straightforward. The pulleys get all screwed up and I've had one come off the pulley and that makes a big mess because it like pulls at the garage door like at a crooked angle. Um, but there's videos on there how to adjust the tension. Um, talked about the springs. There's different kinds of springs. I put two on there. I talked about this in my first garage door thing. I put two springs on there thinking that, oh, two springs is better than one. But and the math doesn't work like that because they have to rotate a certain amount of times. And as you rotate them and there's not enough tension on them on the downside, when you try to tension it back the other direction, it wants to push the garage door back down because it hasn't spun around enough the other direction for it to, like, want to go back up. So it actually, I actually bought two springs for no reason. So now I have two springs on my garage. And I don't need to use both of them. The advantage there, excuse me. The advantage there is if I do ever need another spring, all I have to do is just set the tension on the the spring that I'm not using. Take the tension off the spring that broke and put the string on the the tension on the spring that I have the extra spare spring basically. And then I'm good to go. I don't have to take anything apart or do anything. I just have to keep from that thing spinning around and hitting me in the face. If you've ever heard a garage door spring explode, it it's pretty violent. It's just like a wow, and you're like, "What was that noise?" And then you go to the, leave the house later that week or the next, you know, next week. You find out your garage door won't open at all. Uh, anyways, I'm gonna try to get some sleep, and hopefully this mess is not uh, whatever that shouldn't be named. Y'all stay safe, take it easy, and uh, hope this helps you guys out later. You've been listening to Hacker Public Radio at hackerpublicradio.org. We are a community podcast network that releases shows every weekday, Monday through Friday. Today's show, like all our shows, was contributed by an HBR listener like yourself. If you ever thought of recording a podcast, then click on our contribute link to find out how easy it really is. Hacker Public Radio was founded by the Digital Dog Pound and the Infonomicon Computer Club and is part of the binary revolution at binrev.com. If you have comments on today's show, please email the host directly, leave a comment on the website, or record a follow-up episode yourself. Unless otherwise stated, today's show is released under a Creative Commons Attribution Sharealike 3.0 license.